Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. On your average American farm, you won't see mother stepping through the hen house gathering eggs into her outstretched apron. For a real picture of U.S. agriculture, you'd have to check out the USDA's five-year census of agriculture. The data for 2017 is now out. For what gathering it entails, we speak with the chief of USDA's census planning branch, Donald Bice. Mr. Bice, good to have you on. Glad to be here. Tell us about the census. What's involved in gathering all of this information? We all think of censuses as the Census Bureau, but you've almost sounds like you've got your own Census Bureau going. Well, as a matter of fact, we do. Uh, we did take over the Census of Agriculture from the the um, Commerce Department um, Bureau of the Census um, during the 1997 Census of Agriculture. Um, we we actually um, it was a combined effort at that time, and then since 2002. We've done it um, solely as uh, the USDA representatives, National Agricultural Statistics Service. We do, uh, it's conducted once every five years, so it's not an annual survey, um, but we are, we are very proud of the data that we put together, and it takes, it takes, a, it takes a, fi- it's a five-year process to, to get everything up and, and going and, and moving in the, in the direction to collect the data. And how is the data collected? I mean, do you use paper forms that are sent back or online types of forms? Do you have enumerators to get the people that don't answer? How does that all work? All of the above. Uh, we, we, we cast a pretty wide net in terms of our mode of, of collection. Predominantly, um, the, uh, the forms are still mailed in, somewhere around 60 to 70 percent um, that we, that we, of data we receive do come from um, mail-out, mail-in. However, we do have a, uh, a, um, an electronic um, of form available online. We've been doing that for several iterations of the census now, and we're happy to, to see that those numbers are rising. And, and we, we collected almost 450,000 records this time um, from, the, uh, from the Internet. Uh, we also do phone follow-up with uh, non-respondents, and we do some limited field uh, collection, and that tends to be with, with some larger operations, some more complex operations, or operations that we um, are in perhaps another survey that, that is, is concurrent uh, with the Census of Agriculture data collection. And aside from the number of farms, and I guess it's probably hard to define exactly what is a farm nowadays, but besides that, what types of data elements do you get from the agricultural community? Well, actually, if, as a statistical agency, we do have a definition of a farm, and we love having definitions. A lot of people don't have, like to have boundaries. Statistical agency, we love parameters because we can, we can spec out things and make sure that we hit the, hit the mark as far as what we're supposed to do. So the definition of a farm is, is any ag- agriculture uh, place that, that produces $1,000 or has the potential to produce $1,000 or more of agriculture sales in a year. In this case, the reference year would have been 2017. But in terms of the data items we collected, we li- I like to think of the, the census of agriculture, and we like to talk about it as it is a snapshot in time, uh, producing this comprehensive look at agriculture, uh, including types of, of, ag- uh, of farms and ranches out there, you know, the type of production, whether it's inventory of livestock or the types of crops grown. But also we really get into who the farmer is. We do a lot of surveys uh, where we will we'll produce a, a report that tells you the, the inventory of cattle or hogs. Um, 
the census is more is not so much about the number of hogs as it is the number of hog farmers and how they go about conducting their business and doing their decision making. So we get a lot of demographics from the farmers, and then we also get a, a variety of other uh, information, including like expenses, which we don't really get from a, a lot of other data sources in our in our other surveys. So that's a big sort of item that that is that people rely on and that those expenses because uh, they like to look at the, the farming on on balance. So you've got your revenue and you also need your your expenses to see the full ledger. But I imagine you must have to know some of the livestock headcount or acreage, say if it's a crop, just because operations and decisions for having, I don't know, 50 head of cattle or hogs are very different than if you have 10,000. Oh, absolutely. And and you see a wide range of, of um, the, the inventory that producers have out there. Some very small operations can are still considered a farm. Um, so we need to know the information about the number of, of head of livestock to, to make sure that they qualify as, as, a, as a farm based on the definition. And that threshold of $1,000 per year in agricultural product sales, it seems to me then that a rooftop in New York sufficiently well run could qualify as a farm. No question about it. And, and we want them to, we want their information. We, we go to great lengths. Uh, we spend, and we, we are presently spending um, time and energy and resources to build our list of farmers for the next census, which will be done for 2022. So the rooftop farms, any urban ag that's going on out there, uh, if, if they're in, intending to sell, we want to know them. We want to know about them. We want to gather data about them. We want to publish data about them. We want to represent them. Um, so we need to know about them, and so we have mechanisms in place to do our list building. And so anytime we can get a list source uh, from rooftop farms or any, anything else, we take that, we do, a, we do some exhaustive uh, statistical work to make sure that we're, we already, to make sure we don't have that person identified already. And then we go out and try to I, I send them a, a short form to a survey to see if they have, in fact, ag activity. So that's part of the building up process that leads into the actual data collection. A lot of list building. We're speaking with Donald Bice, chief of the census planning branch at the Agriculture Department. And I know you're not the results guy, you're more the data gathering guy, but can you give us a very quick sketch of farming, how many farms there are and, and how many big versus small? I can tell you that there's just over 2 million farms. Uh, it's down a little over 3% from 2012. Um, the average size uh, is up um, to 441 acres, up slightly, 1.6%, uh, I believe. Uh, and we have 900 million acres uh, of, of crop land or of, of, of agricultural land that we found during this census. That's slightly down as well. So those are some big sort of uh, 30,000 foot uh, level kind of, of, of numbers that really give you, provide the framework for generally what's going on in agriculture. Um, but before I, I go on any further, I really should take this opportunity to thank each and every producer for his or her response and every organization uh, for raising awareness and encourage people to, to um, help us do this complete count. Without their data, without the farmers and ranchers providing their information, well, you can imagine how, what the product looks like. So we're very thankful for them, and, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't get that in. And how do you make this data available? We put it all out at the same time, making sure everyone has equal access at the, at the same time we, we use. Um, it, we have a pretty strong presence on the, on the Internet as far as our, our products, as you can imagine. You know, we've moved, we're moving away from paper products and, and into more digital, uh, digital platforms. So the, the data is available 
uh, online. We have a database that you can query data. Uh, we also produce some PDFs so that the people that still want to, to have their to print out a table of data, uh, we make that available. We also have a couple of other um, tools. Um, one is is um, that we that we do in collaboration with another USD agency uh, to. Um, to do some mapping, some web mapping. That will be available later on this year as we move the data into that database. And we also have a data query tool uh, that has been well-received this time around um, that allows people, allows individuals, data users, to go out and download tables. One of our biggest requests that we'll have is, hey, can you produce this table? I want this table in an electronic format. This is what the tool addresses. We, 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 we are addressing that data user request. So yes, indeed, we've moved to develop this tool. So if you want that table, not in a PDF, something that you can manipulate, it's there for you. And I imagine there's a lot of interest in this data from Capitol Hill. Oh, yes. And, and there's great anticipation of, of our, uh, one of our products that's, that's coming up here in, uh, in June, and that is uh, we, we produce congressional district profiles and we do rankings. So all those congressmen and women, they love to know how many farmers and ranchers are in their congressional districts. So that will be something that is highly anticipated and, and something that they're, they're, they're already sort of requesting and trying to, we're trying to sort of get us to, to move up the timing of that. But we need to take some time to make sure the data is accurate. We put out the, this abundance of data. Uh, we did that in, in, in earlier this month. But then we do some reformulations of the data, and that re requires us to do a little bit more quality review of the data to make sure we get it right as we reformulate, retabulate some of this information. Donald Bice is chief of the Census Planning Branch at the Agriculture Department. Thanks so much for joining me. It was my pleasure. We'll post a link to the Census and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Listen to the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Radio, federal contractors face an overburdened GSA and a generally hectic summer. It's the Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.